Hello, world, and welcome to the Soul Flow Podcast. My name is Kelly, and I am one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome and introduce you to my beautiful co-host, Steph. Hey! Josie. Hi! Raquel. Hi there. And Aisha. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to be here with you and to finally be embarking on this podcast journey. And we thank you for joining us. And for those of you who have already been supporting us along the way, we are forever grateful. As a group, we decided that it would be fun and interesting if in the beginning, we took some time to really showcase each of us so that you get to know us on a little bit more intimate, personal level, and we can share a little bit of our stories with you right from the beginning. So today we are going to sit down and speak with our visionary, Steph. But before we do that, let's just make sure and give a quick check-in. How is everyone doing tonight? Feeling amazing. I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> hot girl energy. Mm, hot girl energy. I'm feeling very proud of us for making it here. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I'm feeling extremely excited. This is our first and huge step for us, and the sky's the limit. I'm very excited for the future. I agree with you all. This is like <laughs> Christmas morning. We've been waiting and the anticipation has been building and we are finally here. Yes. We have yes. arrived. Absolutely. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Good one, Aisha. <laughs> all right, Steph, are you ready to have a little chat with us? Let's rock and roll, baby. Let's awesome. Go. Everybody, let me introduce you to our visionary, Steph, who really is the one that kind of brought this whole group together. It was her vision that put the words out to the universe, as well as a little message in a in a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And uh, the four of us replied and responded, and the rest is history. So, Steph, before we uh, get into your story, we'd like to ask you our signature question. What makes your soul flow? Hmm. Such a beautiful question. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Okay, what makes my soul flow is being in the now, mm -hmm. focusing on what is happening in the present moment and not living in the past or in the future, which has been my theme for majority of my life. Mm -hmm. What makes my heart flow is what makes me flow is leading with love as well. Coming back to my heart center, coming back to love, coming back to compassion, so love and compassion is those two words I've built uh, or I've grown to give more of to myself through life events, experiences. And for many years, I, I lived either in the past or the present. So I would think, well, how could I have approached this particular event differently or why did that have to happen to me? For example, I lost my mom when I was 18 years old. And at first, it was very, 
it was shocking and it was more of a surprise. Like I didn't even cry when she passed away. And my family members were like, how is her own daughter not even crying? And mm-hmm. I felt I felt kind of like, do I have a heart? You know, like what is going on with me? And um, why, God, did you have to take such a beautiful soul so early? And she was everything, everything to me. She was my best friend. Still is my best friend, um, my guardian angel. Just my, I looked up to her. She was an amazing role model, and I, yeah, I held on to that for many years. Mm. And you know, I've been through a series of um, effed up relationships, betrayals, intimate relationships, friends that I thought were friends, business partners that I thought had my back, that had the heart that I have. Uh, learned the hard way that not everybody is the same. And so, yeah, I held on to those past experiences. And I always led with what could I be doing now to, it was almost like I was trying to control my future. I've always been an overachiever. I've always kind of um, been strategic with my actions and thinking that doing more is going to get me to my goals faster. That doing more is uh, equals more success. That I um, that I was more successful. That I was going to, you know, reach a target or or a deadline quicker. Which I burnout, y'all, is a thing. Like burnout, I <laughs> didn't know I was experiencing burnout. I was like, I, I don't know. My energy's low. I was going through these cycles of go, go, go. And I thought I could. I was like, oh, you know, I have all this energy. I'm a generator in human design. So we're like, we generate so much energy. And and I and I felt that. I was like, I can go for days. I can work 12 hours, no problem, you know, every day. Because I, I was so driven. I was so hungry for success. You know, I always, I always had that like go-getter type attitude, like no excuses, no days off. You know, you hear those sayings and I lived for many years by those words. And, you know, that stemmed from my childhood too. Steph, thank you for sharing. I love what you said about your soul being in flow when you're really in the present moment. And I think so many people can relate to that. I know I can relate to that, either living in the past or living in the future right? And just missing the present. Um, And I know that I've heard from multiple people how when we're living in the past, that's really what brings up depression. And when we're living in the future, that's what brings up anxiety, Mm. right? And I can only speak for myself, but I've had, I have experience with both of those things. And that's exactly from that, from not being in the present moment. So thank you for articulating that and um, really just reminding us how important it is to be in the present so that our souls can flow freely. Yeah. Right? And 100%, it's so freeing. Like, it's mm-hmm. so liberating. It's so freeing. I, You feel light. Like, I felt like a whole weight just got lifted off my shoulders when I focused on the now. And so you hit it 100%, Kelly, with that. It was, I felt free. I yes. felt free. Mm. Beautiful. 
All right, Steph, thank you for sharing that with us about your mother. That's a very vulnerable experience to go through. And what would you tell to a listener going through a similar experience or um, someone whose parents might be, you know, close to the end of their lives? You know, even with me my right now my dad is going through some heart issues and you know i've never experienced that yet and it's a very scary thing so i'd love to hear more thoughts yeah thank you aisha for that question i didn't know what grief was or felt like until years later i was very lost as a result of my mom passing away i just one, I was so young, right? I was 18. I was still experiencing the world and figuring out who is Steph, my identity, what I wanted to do in this world, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to express myself, all the things. And then all of a sudden, my world just shut down when my mom passed away. And the way that I handled that, I didn't know how to handle that. I mean, I at the time, I didn't know to get a therapist or coaching or to hire any of that. That was not an option. I just wasn't, my parents never really taught me that that was an option. I don't know at that age if, if it was even, um, it wasn't a very common, common avenue. And so I, uh, because of my environment, you know, I surrounded myself with the partiers and like fun. And so that was how I knew to cope with my grief, which at the time I didn't know was grief. Uh, I was numbing, suppressing with partying, alcohol abuse. That was my form of distraction for many years until one day I woke up and I was like, I don't even remember how I got home. And I've, and I've had those moments so many times. I'm like, this is, this is very, um, it's, it's such a reckless way of, of thinking and living my life that I literally woke up one day feeling like shit. I was like, I feel terrible. I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I need to make a change. And I did. I literally woke up and just made a shift. It was like, it was, it was like I had a spiritual awakening in that moment like, sweetheart, you need to make a change <laughs> um, before something can happen to you, you know? And so I did. And that's when I really focused on my health. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a different journey. But for somebody that is... So the way that I lost my mom was through a car accident. So I didn't even have time to prepare or, you know, it wasn't like she was sick, she had cancer. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what's the the, the better side of, of those two. But I had no... Yeah, I had no time to even say goodbye. It was like in an instant she was taken away, you know. And so for somebody that is going through, you know, like for you, Aisha, um, is it heart heart disease? Heart disease that you're He's in heart rehab right now. Yeah. Heart rehab. Yeah. Just uh spending as much time as you can with, you know, with with whoever is is battling um, something, you know, whether it's sickness, cancer, or spending as much time as you can with them and just, um, you know, doing the work that you need to do mm -hmm. for yourself to prepare for that moment. And that looks different for everyone. You know, now, if, if, if it was knowing what I know now, 
I would have, you know, seeked uh, a therapist probably mm-hmm. at the time and and seek somebody to, to really um, let out my emotions because I was holding it. I was suppressing it. There was no release. I was releasing in a toxic way of numbing, which is not releasing. I'm, I'm just pushing down my emotions. So now I would actually, you know, probably do some like embodiment work or like clearing out my blocked energy, um, you know, working with an energy healer, which, you know, I, I did in the later part of my my years, um, maybe, you know, gone to a therapist. So those are some avenues that you know, people can, can seek. Sounds well, like there was a lot of um, avoidance right? I feel like a lot of us aren't taught how to emotionally express. So naturally, we tend towards avoidance. Oh, I I avoided a lot. And oh, and and also to add to that, Aisha, um, I suppress a lot of anger. I was very angry, which I didn't know was angry. Um, I didn't know it was angry. It showed up in my intimate relationships. And I took it out on the people that cared about me the most. And I would highly recommend definitely doing the work internally. Like if you're going through grief or and you think you're okay, you know, you think you're doing fine. Oh, I got it. It's not a big deal. I can brush it under the rug. No, like for me, it it showed up kind of out of nowhere unexpectedly. And I'm like, wow, where did this anger come from? And it kept showing up. And for many years, I was like, no, it's not me. It's the other person. It's my partner. It's so-and-so, right? But who's the common denominator in all this? Who's attracting all of this? I'm the one attracting, you know? And so I, in that moment, I was like, yep, I'm obviously holding on to anger or I, you know, I've, I've become very angry and I, and I never released it until I did the work, until I worked with the energy healer, until I you know, um, did some therapy work and, and coaching work that, yeah, I, I was able to, um, that was very important for me to, to release that anger one and, um, and to give that inner child love that she, that she needed. That's so much stuff. And I can't even begin to imagine, um, like I just said, I have a, a, my dad is going through that right now, um, to where he's kind of in his, in the end of his life and he's, you know, paying for a lot of the choices that he made. He smoked all his life and drank a lot, you know, so right now he's suffering from that and it breaks my heart, but I, you know, can't imagine what it would be like to lose a parent in an instant like that. And that must've been um, really heartbreaking. And then also knowing, knowing from a little bit from your background, can you tell our listeners, because I know that you grew up in an Asian household and I could also you know, uh, almost stereotypically, the kind of conditioning that happens in um, that kind of environment is deep as well, you know, and it's certainly an overall conditioning of you got to do amazing, you got to excel, don't show your feelings, you know, or else you are weak, suppress, 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 work hard, work hard, work hard. How did that not only influence your healing journey, but is that what brought you to your breaking point to where you had to choose something different? Oh, such a great question, Raquel. A hundred percent. Growing up in an Asian household, I felt like I couldn't fully be myself. I couldn't fully express truly what was going on in my inner world. (laughs) It was like, no, 
you got to be tough. You got to, you know, like don't cry. Like crying was looked upon as, as uh, being weak. So then what's that? Not a release. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, don't cry. Like, why are you crying? And, and then, you know, with that comes the, you know, like my, my parents would say it in a, in a, um, they would raise their voice, like mm. don't cry. And it's so that I'm like, uh, automatically, I, I just contracted, shut down, like, okay, you know, and there was, there was anger in, you know, in, 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 in the, in the way that, in the way that they communicated in, in our household. Mm. And so I, I just was taught to obey and just be perfect. Be, right. Just, I'm going to shut my mouth and as long as I'm getting good grades, I'm performing well in school, I'm making them happy. <laughs> of course, right. I, was, I was happy to get good grades. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have a little nerdy. Right. Student, so I'm like, yeah, I want to get good <laughs> grades. Uh, but it, it was almost like that overachiever, like it, that was stemmed from childhood because of mm -hmm. the expectations from me. They wanted me to be successful, which meant being a lawyer, being a doctor, being that's a secure job, being an entrepreneur that is looked upon as being risky. It's not a for sure thing that you're going to make it. Your business may make it and it may not. And taking risks in my household growing up was the the mindset was very black and scarcity, scarcity mm -hmm. mindset. Uh, more so with my, with my father, <laughs> my mom, she was, you know, very giving. She was the breadwinner of the family. She worked three jobs. And so seeing that, right. I looked at I, my mom was my role model. So seeing her constantly working, going from one job to another to provide for our family. That's, that's the, in my eyes, I'm like, wow, like I looked up to that. So then I became her in a sense so when she left you know the physical realm i it, it was almost like i wanted to continue her legacy of mama mama was a hard worker i get to be a hard worker i saw that growing up i'm so gonna make her proud i'm going to make her proud a hundred percent raquel and yeah, I, I I sucked it up. No matter how tired I was, no matter how drained, exhausted, I was like, I'm going to do it in anyways, because she never vocalized anything growing up that she was tired. I saw, I physically saw that she was tired. She was, you know, barely sleeping. She was moody, but she still mm -hmm. sucked it up and did it anyways. And so I, I followed in her footsteps and did it mm -hmm. anyways. And that's where burnout burnout was a thing for me that overachiever mm -hmm. uh, a mindset way of of maneuvering through life was like you just keep pushing you keep going because that is success that is going to get you you know the uh the t the success that i mean and and success is such a that's that's defined in such a that's such a broad word you know what is success to to me it could be different to Josie, to Aisha, to each of you, right? And and I've learned now success is not, it does not equal what I have. It's not monetary. It's not in the material, it's not um, materialistic things. It's success now is 
who I become internally, who I am, who, who I am on the inside. To me, that is success. Who I evolve, who I continue to evolve to, um, and continuing to just like lead with love, lead with gratitude, greed, lead with appreciation, compassion is, uh, my definition of success. Being a, being a good human and, and mm-hmm. leading with kindness. And how lucky are we that you are here to break these cycles, right? To do differently than your parents were taught and to do differently even than your culture, right? Like, and to just, to come here and to say, no, we can do it differently. We can pay attention to ourselves. We can take care of ourselves and follow our dharma and be happy doing it and help others as well. And just make earth a better place, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I saw the the scarcity and the lack mm-hmm. mindset from from you know my childhood growing up, and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to continue that. I so I I, I worked to have an abundant mindset of you know for many years, but but before um, I abundance looks different to me now than it did before. It's not like, oh, how much money am I going to make? To me, abundance is, it comes from internal. It comes from, there's no, nothing on the, on, on the external that can make me feel abundant. It's truly me being connected to me and operating from my heart center and, and knowing who I am to the core and being proud of who I am. Mm. And be able to speak, <laughs> mm. <laughs> speaking my truth, speaking, <laughs> yeah, speaking my truth. Before I hand it back to you, Kelly, I just wanted to say how much I see you, Steph. Like growing up in an Asian household, it it's such a tricky balance of like loving your culture and your parents and your religion, but also being torn apart in this like, okay, but I want to have a form of individuality in my own life and like things that aren't part of exactly what they're doing. And that doesn't make me bad. That doesn't make me a bad person. That just makes me who I am. So I really see you in that. It's, it's, it's been a struggle of a lifetime for me too, but you know, we're doing it and we are, we are breaking these cycles. So our children will just have this freedom as they're born. <laughs> yeah. It's what breaking ancestral, uh, was it the ancestral lineage, right? Mm-hmm. We are the chosen ones. Yeah. The chosen ones. Rainbow sheep. And yeah. And, and I don't, I don't. <sighs> I don't hold it against my parents or I don't, I don't blame them for anything. I love them unconditionally. They raised me in a way that they knew how. Mm -hmm. And I came out to be just fine in my opinion. (laughs) They did something right. And right. They traveled across seas, across the worlds to get here. And, you know, there's, they, there's their trauma that they have to deal with and they don't have the tools like we do in this generation. Now we have the tools. If anything, yeah, I just want to help them now into really some of their trauma as well because they can come they come here and create all this abundance and still have a hard time feeling into it 
Because exactly, they're in that scarcity cycle. All right, Kelly, back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So much goodness there. Oh, my gosh. Um, You mentioned a while ago about you had that moment where after you had been numbing for a while and you woke up one morning, it was just kind of like this switch of like, nope, I need better. I'm going to do better. This was it. Now, I I don't know. And if this was that moment for you, feel free to expand on on how that occurred. Or if there was another moment, maybe later on in your evolution. But what was really what you would identify as the pivotal moment for your spiritual awakening? Right? Not necessarily like your, I'm, I need to do better. Maybe it was. But, but what was that spiritual awakening moment for you? Mm-hmm. Or was it more of a transition, maybe? Like mine was a little bit more of a transition. Yeah. Definitely me waking up that morning and feeling like shit mm. <laughs> definitely was the stepping stone. Was the, That was like the first initial hit of you got to get your act together. So I feel like that definitely was like the starting point of many awakenings to come. Mm-hmm. I noticed for many years and I chose to ignore it too, but I, I, I felt like I was doing too much. It was almost like I was going through these seasons and cycles of uh, like, I would feel amazing on top of the world. Like I can do it all. And then I would crash. Mm-hmm. And then I would, you know, take a moment, not a very long moment. Cause my rest is <laughs> If you all know me, I have a lot of energy and and my sisters here, they know like if they got to remind me to rest still, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a lot better now. However, it's, you know, I, it, there was a moment in my life where it was just, it was, uh, it was almost predictable. Like, actually, I had a, a business coach who he knew he knew in the beginning part of my, me uh, building my, my, my business, he studied me and he knew like the the week that I was going to be that I was going to have low energy it was that predictable predictable oh yeah yeah and (laughs) I don't know how he knew but he just like I just know like your pattern because every time I felt uh, in the low I would text him and and express and be like oh and I would just vent so then he kept he noticed my pattern of like oh every five weeks you text me and this is how you sound. So he like noticed the pattern and he brought that to my attention. And I was like, Mm. Oh wow. You know? And, but I was like, I got goals. I got, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to make this amount of money by this age and, and have an amazing life for my family. I, me being a visionary, always dreaming, dreaming of all the things that I want my house, me traveling, providing for my family, my kids, etc. So I'm like, well, I can't do that just sitting here on my couch. <laughs> Little do I know, now I know doing less actually means doing more. You can actually yeah. achieve less. I mean, sorry, achieve more by doing less. And so I think it was more of like an accumulation, Kelly, where just 
throughout the years, I started noticing my patterns. I started feeling like I wasn't connected to myself. I felt like something wasn't right. I think my awareness started to grow my that my third eye my intuition started growing and I was like yeah there is something off I don't know what it is but I just don't feel connected in my body and I feel like Mm -hmm. I should not be experiencing these highs and lows of like why can't I just be in a consist like a, a like a balanced state like why do I have to feel like I'm I'm on this high and then I'm crashing and then, you know, so I think that for me really, I, I noticed that pattern and also my, the anger that I held for many years too, that kept showing up in my relationships. I was like, why am I so angry? Mm-hmm. And one, I know a lot of things we project, right? We project to the people that we love the most. It comes out and I was like, obviously I'm projecting something. I'm projecting anger. And so for me, I'm, it was very important for me to, to really do the work to heal that because I, I didn't want to show up angry and to, to continue hurting people the way that I was hurting people. I was like, I cannot repeat this. Like, I'm not, I know that's not me to the core. That's not, that's not stuff. I knew that much. <laughs> and through through the years, you know, my my heart was I, I felt like my heart closed because of all the the things that I was creating. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it was the other person. It we were probably co-creating it together, but a lot of it is, you know, my we're mirrors of each other. So when that comes up with another person, with if it's a, you know, if anger shows up in that interaction, I mean, it's a reflection of each other. So mm-hmm. I was going to just say that same thing and how beautiful that your business coach was able to be that mirror for you to help you recognize your patterns and really start your spiritual awakening, right? Oh, so amazing. Oh, yeah. Josie has a question for you. And going off of that, Kelly, breaking those patterns, um, you mentioned that a lot, Steph, actually breaking those patterns. Um, For listeners who grew up with that mindset of working hard and maybe they went through a tragic experience, Um, You also talked about doing the inner work. What guidance and what specific practices did you do to help our listeners know like what they can do to to move um, forward in their darkness right now? Yeah, great question. I started listening to podcasts. I started um, (laughs) tuning into... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh and here we are starting a podcast <laughs> i've been manifesting this for many 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 years <laughs> yes i started listening to podcasts and i was like wow you know i i i took or not took but i gained a lot of wisdom and gems from and knowledge from these podcasts and and hearing people's stories, hearing, mm-hmm. <laughs> hearing what other people went through. I'm like, wow, I resonate with that person. I resonate with his or her story. And it gave me a sense of strength in that moment. Like I am not the only one that is experiencing this. So hearing other people's stories, it, it gave me that hope again, that that courage, that confidence that I too can get out of this. This is not a forever feeling. I also had many uh, 
coaches and mentors that helped me both from the goodness of their heart. Some I hired, some just offered their, their, um, their heart to me and health, focusing on my health, starting to work out, hiring a personal trainer because at the, at the, at the, mo- at the time, um, I was like, 20, I think 20 years old. I didn't know. I just wanted, I was very like vain, I guess. I just wanted abs and arms. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew, like, I felt like deep down, me focusing on my health was going to just change. It was going to change me. And it was going to give me a a new focus and new lifestyle, essentially. And so I went down a um, path of focusing on my health and really working on it turned to it it turned if initially it was like yeah to look good to feel good but then it became even deeper which uh, I can definitely you know get into that more too yeah Stefan what I was going to ask um because obviously all of us here met because we have invested in ourselves right we met through the um Dharma Coaching Institute which is you know was a great uh resource for us to evolve even further and um, really find out how we can refine our dharma, if you will. But I know that for me, when I started investing myself, there was uh, a reluctance there, almost from a little feeling of lack, like you said, that I felt like I couldn't put that money out, that that money was going to I was going to need that money for something else later on. And I couldn't put that money out into myself. And I know that for me, once I started doing it and the more I started doing it, things started to change. And the more I did it, the more I was actually rewarded and the more money I came and the more that money never, I never missed that money at all. How was that for you? And what would you tell our listeners that maybe want to hire a coach, but have never worked with a coach before, don't really understand what they're going to get out of it? Um, what would you say to our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome point that you brought up, Raquel. At first, it's scary. It's scary. You know, hearing the cost of, of some of these services or some of these hiring certain coaches, I mean, it's like thousands of dollars. And at a young age, it's like, oh, God, how many hours of do I got to put in <laughs> for an hour of coaching from this from this coach, right? Like how many hours is that at the time? Like how at the time I was working at Starbucks, you know, how many lattes do I need to make? <laughs> you know, uh, I was working with clothes too. Like, oh God, how many hours do I need to do? Like re-racking clothes. And I was like thinking all those things. And so in the beginning, it was hard. It was, And of course, coming from that scarcity mindset upbringing but then i always came back to the future like i i i so thinking about the future did it served me to a certain point until it didn't because i was because i'm such a big visionary and i always thought about like success meant more to me than anything and i was like i always felt like the biggest gift that i can give myself is to invest in myself. And honestly, I was so sick of feeling the way that I was feeling at the time. Like I was at my lowest energetically. I was like, I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. I I feel something is, is missing in my life. I'm tired of feeling sick and tired, essentially. So it was almost like this is the only option. I was, I, I tried to figure things out myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like 
by hiring a coach or working with someone that I could have saved. Like if I would have hired somebody a lot sooner, I could have saved Mm -hmm. a lot of time. And for me, time is priceless. You cannot put money. You can't, there's no comparison. Time is time is money essentially. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was the, the, one of the greatest forms of love that I could give myself. It's investing in yourself is loving yourself is self-care. It's giving yourself compassion. And, (laughs) and I always knew that by me investing in myself, I can only make a greater impact. I can only reach the masses and and be that global influencer icon that I want to be with my people with my tribe but I can't do that like if I'm just here trying to figure things out on my own and I'm not getting anywhere because Mm -hmm. for many for a long time I wasn't getting anywhere I was like a hamster on the wheel just Mm -hmm. running to nowhere and so I for those of you that are questioning or are coming from this scarcity mindset, just know that you are worth it. Like you are effing worth it, that you deserve, that that you are worthy, that you deserve everything and anything that your heart desires, abundance, joy, happiness, like you effing deserve it. Money comes and goes, but time is precious. Time is, is something that you cannot take that you can't yeah take back bring back yeah bring back right and so just know that by investing in you it's going to come back to you tenfolds mm-hmm. well said Steph well <laughs> said Love this is the reason why we're here what's that I mean we all we all invest the reason we are here the Dharma coaching. We all invested in ourselves. Thousands and thousands. Thousands of oh. dollars. <laughs> if y'all don't know how much this course was, y'all could look it up. It's not a secret. <laughs> none of us, like we have all taken other courses and therapy and coaching. Oh, and yeah. It's expensive, but it's so valuable. It's so much more valuable than the monetary value. That's why it's expensive because it took, it was, it's not just that course. They didn't just come up with that. And here it is. It's years and years, if not decades of experience and trial and error and study Mm -hmm. and deep reflection within themselves to find the connection with the universe, to bring this message that we are so ready to put out there to help other souls find their purpose as well. Mm -hmm. It's Mm. about refining yourself when we, invest in ourself you you're giving yourself all this space all this like you're showing your worth to yourself before anybody else mm-hmm. you pouring your cup first and then you're you yeah yeah and i mean you give from abundance how you treat yourself is a reflection of how others will treat you mm-hmm. remember that it comes from you first so if you're questioning your life and the external and why you're not where you're at, why you're not receiving the type of relationships, love, compassion from others. Look from within first. If you're not having the friendships that you ideally want, 
you know, you, you're not in the environment that you want to be in. You're not in the intimate relationship that you're that you ideally want to be in. If you're not in the job that you want, like, look, you, you stop pointing the fingers and look from within and start there. Mm. Such great advice. Such great advice. Yes. Thank you, Steph. Thank you so much for sharing yourself with us tonight and with the world. And uh, before we say our official goodbyes, where can our listeners connect with you further if they're interested in maybe exploring some coaching or just connecting with you in general? Yeah, I am on Instagram. And for those of you that are watching, it's on the screen, Soul Glow Coaching. You can also find me at my website, uh, soulglowcoaching.com. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you all and, and hearing your story. Awesome. Thank you so much. Ladies, thank you. That was a wrap on our first episode. Woohoo! Woo! Oh, thank I do have a saying. <laughs> Remember, doing less is actually doing more. Mm. So embrace, embrace stillness, embrace the sacred pause, because there is gifts and gems in the sacred pause. You don't mm. always have to be in the constant state of doing. Trust and surrender, and the universe will respond. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you again, ladies, so much. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Till next time. Bye. 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 Bye.